Hey, know how you always show up when I whistle? How's that work exactly? Well, you're my human. Gotta be there when you need me. Yes, I'll be there for you, ooh, ooh, as the world falls down. Still kinda strange. How you cross the ocean when I call sometimes, but then get hung up on the tiniest fence. What's that about? Uh, what can I say? Everyone's got limits. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the video game podcast PlayStation Pals. I'm your host Nick and I'm joined by the roach to my Geralt, John. John, we're in the middle of Fimble Winter. Damn it, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Damn it. It's uh, slightly <laughs> snowing outside where we're at uh -huh. and uh, you know the year is winding up but uh, that's kind of exciting because uh, get to kind of do a wrap-up of this year and then look into next year but how you feeling you feeling good about talking about video games today yeah man uh, this is this is <laughs> you know as dreary and cold and shitty as it is outside this is the time for the video gamers to shine man this is where we <laughs> lock ourselves in the basement get cozy and you know try and get a lot of those games that we were too busy to get to in the summer done so I'm feeling good man I, I'm uh, you know, I'm 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 a snow kind of guy. I like the winter. Um, and uh, yeah, playing through Ragnarok. You know, I'm I feel com you know I feel comfy. I feel like I'm where I need to be. Yeah, nothing to keep you warm, but snuggling with Kratos. Kratos and his big yes. strong arms. <laughs> yes, covered in the ash of his family. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a lot to get to today as we're moving back to the format of the show after the Ragnarok hangover, even mm -hmm. though we're still in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. So this is how the format works. We each bring three things to talk about. It can be a game we're playing, a news item, a topic, an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, and a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod. Um, uh, is that going to be around for much longer, though? If we're right here, Twitter's going under, so yeah. might need yeah, to. Uh, for now. So if we have any uh, software developers out there, make an app, make an app now, and you might be the next. You yeah. Know, yeah. So Twitter guy. So yeah, we'll see how long that's up. But yeah, yeah the email will be there. I don't. I don't think anything's happened to Google just yet. No. Um, so let's kick things off. Uh, I wanted to start with the Game Awards for 2022. Mm. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this, this is the event Jeff Keighley has held for a very long time, years and years and years. I always like it because it takes place around my birthday. A nice little birthday present to me is a celebration mm. of video games. Uh, this year's is going to take place December 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, John, what are your overall thoughts on the Game Awards as an event? I think as an event, um, it's only gotten better. Um, you know, it, it really is an event that's in its infancy, infancy, even though it's going on its, what, eighth, ninth year? I don't know if you've just already said that, but it's it's been around Longer for probably like, well, I think the first game of the year was, from what I can remember, was Dragon Age, right? And I think that was 2014. Well, it's existed on like Spike TV for a long time. Sure. But since he's taken it over. Yeah, yeah and like, like in like the big like production that. format. Mm -hmm. So I, I think mm -hmm. it's it's a cool event. You know, it, it adds a little bit of credibility to our industry that 
you know, shocker, it makes more money than the movie or TV industry. So it makes sense that there's a Game Awards, <laughs> you know, uh, event like this. But I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff, man. You know, if the viewers and listeners out there haven't already, like, figured out, I like lists. I like ranking things. <laughs> I like, you know, knowing who the, you know, the objective winner of things is, even though we know, obviously, none of this is objective. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I like to, you know, just kind of... Uh, you know, get the industry together. Obviously, Keeley has just been ramping up with more and more and more cool announcements and things that are kind of sprinkled in throughout. So, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I, I have no reason to think that this year won't be anything except for pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Unless if the trend of horrible showcases continues into this, <laughs> uh, we'll see. But um, I'm feeling feeling pretty hopeful about it. Well, yeah, if it, if it, it could it could be horrible on the announcement front, even though I think next year is stacked, as we've talked about. <laughs> With all the Sony stuff that hasn't been announced, PlayStation VR 2, Xbox finally having first-party games next year. Um, there's uh, a lot of games, too, that are just going to need their, like, kind of blowout trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom. You know, Resident Evil 4 kind of got its big one, but um, Silent Hill 2 could get a big one. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's some yeah. there's some stuff out there that, that needs a little but more. But even if they don't have the announcements, it's always cool because he has a live orchestra playing all the, the soundtracks to yeah. all the games of the year, and that that's usually great. And then... We get to see not only, you know, all the developers, which is always interesting to see them, you know, live on stage, as also all the voice actors, you know, I'm sure Christopher Judge, Ashley Birch, they're all going to be there uh, presenting. So um, that's always been exciting. And yeah, it's it's overall a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely view it. You know, if you're kind of new to the video game space, I I doubt anybody listening is being that, you know. (laughs) Uh, we would it'd be it'd be an honor to be your first video game podcast, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not just they're not just going to go. It's not Oscar style. It's just award presenter, award presenter, award presenter. They're going to have a lot of fun things in between. So uh, yeah. definitely don't miss it. Yeah, it's a three hour long event, so yeah. there's going to be a lot in there. Uh, Jeff Keeley has released the categories and nominees for each of these categories. These. Nominees are determined by over a hundred different outlets, from your Kotaku's to your IGNs to your Eurogamers, um, Game Informer, all of those above. Kind of all vote for the nominees, and I believe that you know the top ones are picked. So there are 31 categories, but we're only going to go through five of them. Uh, yeah. We don't need to go through esports, best RPG, uh, uh, best narrative. A lot of these uh, categories kind of you know meld together. You know, the, the same, all the game of the years are probably pretty much in every other category. Um, it is interesting to note God of War is leading all nominations with 10. Yep. So God of War is looking to have a great time here. And one, one quick thing before we jump into, you know, the discussion here, Nick. Also, if you are somebody who, like, kind of does care about the winners, I, you know, I'm shamelessly one of those myself, but you, you do have the ability to go to... Um, TheGameAwards.com. Uh, TheGameAwards.com and, and vote yourself, which yeah. will determine the out, the winners. Like, you know, the outlets basically decided the nominees. And I believe, is it entirely user-based that determines the winner I or is it like a split thing? I think it's both. It's like I a split thing. So, yeah. yeah, get your votes in there, though. It's it's fun. It's quick. It takes five, ten minutes. And then you can, you know, just get a little more absorbed in it. Yeah. So I handpicked five categories to talk about uh, that I thought were the most interesting. So, uh We'll go through those and see what we think in our prediction. So the first one is a new category for this year. It is Best Adaptation. This is a video game being moved to another medium, whether it's a movie or a television show. Like, as we've talked about with HBO's The Last of Us, that would be a entry into this and certainly will be next year. 
Um, but uh, this is the list they have. They have Arcane League of Legends, which it seems like that was last year. Was that this year? Uh, if anything, it was early this year. Let me, I'll, <laughs> while you're reading the rest, I'll try and look at uh, the release. Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the anime that I talked about on the show, uh, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Okay. Um, it was, it was, sorry, it was last year, last October was when it aired, or November 6th, so there must, it must have just hit a cutoff or something. Yeah, it was released in multiple parts, so maybe it just kind of leaked over a little bit, but that's fine. Sure. Yeah. Because, yep. um, in all honesty, in my opinion, Arcane is the, that's... the lead runner in, in all these, uh, well, saying I haven't seen the Cuphead show, I haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2. But out of the rest, I did like Arcane the most. I don't. What did you What did you like about? It? I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't play League of Legends, but it's one of the most beautiful looking shows, <laughs> um, and it tried to really tap into what a lot of shows are now. That kind of Game of Thrones unpredictedness, you know, like you know anyone can die. It's all on the table, um, and it was told in kind of arcs similar to Andor is right now. And yeah, it was it was a solid. Uh, show even as someone like I said, it had a great voice cast. It had what's her face, <sighs> the female Hawkeye, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, my girl, Haley Steinfeld. My girl Haley. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld in it. Yeah, it had a great voice cast, and yeah, it was. It, like I said, definitely my favorite of these that I've seen. Do so. you feel like you were while watching it? Do you feel like you were missing out on anything due to not having a League of Legends background, or it it, it did a pretty good job of just kind of keeping you in there? There's not a chance in hell I'd ever play League no, of Legends. No, I'm not. I, so. No, we're stopping no, this podcast uh, immediately if you pick up League of Legends because so I will no, question everything about you. Not even, maybe maybe something another property, but not this one. Not, okay. not, nothing will get get me into a you know MMORPG. So okay, all right. So Arcane, what else we got? Um, do you want to move on to the next category? No, I, I mean, so I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> so moving on. Well, so, yeah, just my, my quick thoughts. You know, I've seen half of Uncharted. I was fine. I just, I was watching with my son. He had to go to bed. I decided never to pick it back up. So I, I'm sure it's fine. It made money, but I don't see that winning. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I see having a chance at it. Um, yeah. You know, just based on popularity, being better than people expect. Um, I think we'll give it a, a decent amount of, of uh, votes. And also, I think it probably was seen by the most amount of people. Mm-hmm. Either that or, or Cyberpunk, maybe. But I, I think I think it's between Arcane, Cyberpunk, and Sonic. Um, those three. I, I could see any of those three winning, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know you weren't high on Cyberpunk, Nick, but... Honestly, you're the only person I've talked to that didn't like yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah, the internet loved it. The people, other people we knew liked it. Yeah, so um, can see any of those. Three. I do like that the category exists now. Like, I, mm-hmm. like this is going to happen more and more. It seems video games is the next. You know, especially like with Netflix. Is just yeah, we're getting some... a Twisted Metal show. Yeah. We're getting a Horizon show. Yeah. We're getting a Ghost of Tsushima movie. We're getting yeah. a Last of Us show. And that's just Sony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah. so it's smart to bring this up um, now and have it in uh, the Game Awards. So. Yep. All right. Moving on is to the most anticipated game of 2023. So looking into the future here. And the nominees are Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, we know what is going to win. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's a single thing that could beat 
that. Yeah, Le- Zelda is Elden Ring two maybe. The like if there was like a yeah. if there was like a Breath of the Wild two versus an Elden Ring two, you might you might see a different winner. But well, if, if there's DLC to Elden Ring, I mean that's maybe that's very likely to be at the the Game Awards. True, that's true. But yeah, I mean this is a you know it's I like I like this category a lot. I mean you know. It just builds hype. It just gets you excited for what's to come. And um, this is a pretty strong list of five games. I mean, you know, there's arguably... I I just kind of looked up a couple games that didn't make the list. And, like, I think there's three other games that maybe you could throw on here. Um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth being one of them. Uh, That is confirmed for next winter. So they might not include it because that could be... Mm, You know, that could be... um, I'll bet you that's not next winter. (laughs) No, I I, I agree. I, I would imagine that that game is coming out early 2024 um but you know it is it does have a winter 2023 thing so um there's that one suicide squad kills the justice league is another you know Mm -hmm. rock city game uh is only you know it's going to be amazing and then diablo 4 would be the other one yeah but i know we don't have a date on that either so that might have been why they left it off but um what's your what do you think like if 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 legend of zelda tears of the kingdom gets upset what is it getting upset by in this list yeah resident evil 4 resident evil 4 I can yeah, see Final Fantasy next- 16 making a run at it too, but not beating Breath of the Wild. But Resident Evil 4, people are pretty pretty hungry. Yeah, for that. it's just that they're the I mean, obviously Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy is a known franchise, but right. but the games the game itself from game to game is always different, and the quality is always different. Right. You know, so right. <laughs> there's ups and, and downs. And 15 with this wasn't. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, ups was- and downs within this franchise. So I don't think like like people would. People like Resident Evil Four is a very known quality. Legend of Zelda is a very known quality yep. quantum, um, game. So, well, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is IGN's number one game of all time. So, <laughs> yeah. how could it not be? Yeah. I guess. So, without a doubt, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom is gonna win. Yep. Um, I would agree. And I wouldn't be shocked if that accompanies a new trailer for the game too. Yes. We have a firm release date on that, right? It's like May twenty yeah. somewhere, mm-hmm. May yeah. middle of May. Okay. Cool. They announced at the last Nintendo showcase. Cool beans. Um, all right. So moving on, the next one is best indie, mm. and I we like have these. Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Mm. Uh, and I know we both only played one of these games, which is Stray, yeah, uh, because that was free with the PlayStation Plus Extra tier. Um, and I know we both really wanted to play Neon White and Call of the Lamb. <laughs> I have refrained from buying this game on my Switch at least 15 times. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm still, I believe this game will come to other systems at some point. Market so. 16 when it's on sale for Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I always love the indie games. I mean, those are, you know... I love God of War. I love Horizon. Of course, I'm going to play these games. But I feel like the indie space is where I get my most enjoyment from games because it comes without expectations. And you sometimes find hidden gems like Hades, um, you know, or any, any game by Supergiant, honestly. But, you know, Binding of Isaac, things like that. These are mm-hmm. turn into my favorite games of all time. So um, what, what's, your, what's your pick here, Nick? What do you think is going to win? Not to get ahead... But we, one of these games is going to be nominated yeah. for Game of the Year. That game is Stray. So I, there's no, I, I just, you know, I think it's going to be Stray. You know, it, yeah. it was the talk of the internet. Even though it's not a mind blowing game, it is a very well crafted game and a very short in and out, and it's very pretty. Uh, so, and the internet loves cats. So, 
Yeah, I agree, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, if you watch enough of these shows, you, you kind of start to pick up that if there's a game that gets nominated for something and it doesn't win a bunch, it's going to win, like, the if it's nominated in a category with none of those other big things, it will win. Like, you know, so like Nick said, Stray being a best game of the year uh, nominee, it's, it's probably going to win this one. Um, but I don't think it should, and that's even, you know, like Nick said, I've only played Stray. Just from what I've seen from Tunic and Cult of Lamb and Neon White and, and even Sifu to an extent, just seemed like there was much more of a, I don't know, an actual fun experience. <laughs> Stray was fine. It was entirely fine. I don't remember much of it at all. I remember walking around the same city and trying to find little robots that needed to direct me to do the next thing. But I... And then annoying those dumb head crabs. Yeah. Or avoiding those. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very high on Stray, folks. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it well, Regardless, yeah, it is most likely going to win. Yep. And then moving on, we have Best Performance. This is by a voice actor in a game. We have Ashley Birch nominated as Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. We have Charlotte McBurney, who played Amicia in A Plague Tale Requiem. We have Christopher Judge, our big boy Kratos from God of War Ragnarok. We have Manon Gage from Immortality. And we have Sonny Suljic, our boy, boy, Atreus from God of War Ragnarok. And I'm just instantly going to point out, as I mentioned last week, that Daniel Bas- Danielle Basuti should have been nominated for Freya, yeah. but I, don't, I, I, I guess. think they probably were like, well, we can't have 60% of the category <laughs> taken up by one game. But well, and to be fair, neither John and or I have beaten God of War Ragnarok, so right. we. And even last night, there was some good Atreus Kratos stuff. So okay, um, so that's what I was about to say. Is I haven't gotten to the point in the game yet where I feel like. Uh, Atreus has really done anything more than just kind of be serviceable. Mm-hmm. But obviously emotions are going to get high towards, you know, the, the climax of the this, this story. So yeah. I'm sure it's there. Yeah. But this is Christopher Judge all day, <laughs> I think. Um, again, when you can kind of combine the fact that these these award shows have memories and the fact that he lost to uh, Arthur Morgan. I was going to ask. I, yeah, I forgot who yeah. had won. The, yeah, he lost to Arthur Morgan. I can't remember <laughs> the actor's name from Red Dead 2. Um, That's fine. Uh, Arthur Morgan actually. Yeah, oh, really yeah. I, I have no issues with that. <laughs> but I think this is his time. This is, is going to be his recognition for defining Kratos, you know, reinventing and re putting new life into this character who was all but down and out in terms of an actual character. So what he's done with that, you know, I think is, is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, we'll talk more about Ragnarok later, but yeah, I, I think this one goes to him. Um, Ashley Burst is great as always, but nothing crazy. Aloy was just kind of mean the whole game, honestly. So um, I <laughs> well, didn't. I think the nice thing about Ashley Burch is, like as we said in God of War Ragnarok, his characters talk a lot. Yeah. But in God of War, they can bounce off Mimir and Atreus. Yeah. And most yeah. of <laughs> Rising Forbidden West, it's Ashley Burch talking to herself. Yeah. And that is not easy. By any means, because, yeah, you're not bouncing off of anybody, so... It's not easy. It gets tiresome. <laughs> so. Yeah. The, her telling you not to try and climb this ledge. You can't go there. You can't go there yet. Over and over again, I'm sure is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Man, Man and Gage is kind of a wild card here, because, like, I did... Uh, Nick told me that they have Immortality on the phone for, like, games through Netflix, and so I downloaded it and played... I guess you could say played. I, I watched a video. It was weird. 
but she was immediately um, immediately impressive. So there might be something there with that one. But but um, it, it's not mocap in that either, is it's it? It's not. It's straight up FMV. Huh. So you're like literally watching somebody act, and she does a great fucking. I'll have to show you that that spot. I, I again quotes played, um, <laughs> but I still think Chris gets it. Yeah. So yeah, that could be the sleeper because that's definitely the one we just even in our own experience we just don't know. So. Yeah. Uh, could be that, but yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Christopher Judge's year. I would, yeah, that, that would that would make me very happy to see him up on stage. Yes, for this one. So, all right, and then the final topic, the game of the year. There are the obvious ones here, but there are some interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, to no surprise, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok are both nominated. They are followed up by another Sony exclusive, Horizon Forbidden West, that makes two Sony games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. rounding out, we have A Plague Tale Requiem, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, If we take those two big games out, (laughs) and we, as we've said, it is gonna be Elden Ring, Without a doubt, unless like we haven't finished Ragnarok, uh, I wouldn't so. say without a doubt, but <laughs> I I think it's the Vegas favorite. I wonder if it, it might be God of War. I, That's what uh, I said. It could be, man. I mean, you know, it's got recency bias. It's got yeah, it does. It, it's just it's fresh it's, in everyone's brain. Yeah, you know, I think Elden Ring wins due to it being re- really reinventing the open world in in such a new, fresh way that that just captured the entire video game space by storm. But I wonder a again, you know, if if the recency bias will get people the people to vote for Ragnarok and then also if the people who look at this stuff critically, actual critics, they're looking at the experience from a top like from top to bottom, God of War, it's just graphically, narratively, performances, gameplay, put, like it's just it's so tight and like Elden Ring is fantastic, don't get me wrong. But it is kind of like it's either for you, like Nick, right? You you don't want to play it. That's not your kind of your kind of style. I think anybody can play Ragnarok, and you know, and just being much more of a loose kind of explore at your own pace kind of game. People might just vibe with Ragnarok more. I'm not sure, but I uh, to answer your original question, besides Elden Ring and Ragnarok, <laughs> uh, I th- I think it's Horizon. But I've only I haven't played Xenoblade Three Chronicles Three or Plague Tale Requiem. Right. And Stray can get fucked. It doesn't. It does. It does not belong here. It, a four to five hour experience where you literally can't do anything more than hit X to jump on a ledge does not deserve to be in the game no. of the year category. Publications think you're wrong, John. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, is there any snubs here? You know, I'm actually. I'm looking at the like the open critic list of highest ranked games of the year. I think it's shockingly pretty good. When I saw this list, Nick asked me, like, who, you know, I tried to guess who they were, and I could only get three. I completely forgot about um, Xenoblade and Plague Tale, and then Stray was just out of left field, but Snubs, maybe Gran Turismo 7. It's always hard for racing games, just because it's, Mm -hmm. it's, again, so niche, and uh, it also had a kind of a weird launch with with some controversy, so I, I get it not being there, but is nominated in the other category, the best sports game slash sim. So yeah, so no, but that? I mean, Shredder's Revenge, maybe. Uh, other than that, no, I think it was. I think though, that's kind of some the right choices. I could see Bayonetta three being an okay choice. I could see maybe Mario and Rabbids being a right choice. Um, but no, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 
And then again, it's not surprising as we mentioned, no Xbox here. No. No. When you don't release games, you don't get <laughs> you don't get nominated for anything. So yeah, next year, yeah, they haven't had a game of the year exclusive game of the year nominee for I think ten years now. So Starfield is their hope to change that next year. <laughs> Starfield, we'll see. And Redfall, yeah, and hopefully some other games. But yeah, next year should be much more interesting. But yes, yep, that is it. So um, we will definitely be talking about the game awards. Um, I will actually be on vacation the week that they are, so we'll probably talk about it the week after that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching. Finally it. getting that Brazilian wax, huh? Yeah, good, good. You, you, you completely hairless. It. You deserve it. <laughs> Even my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for that. Let's move on to the next topic. Nick, do I have a problem with buying games before I should buy them? <laughs> do you think do you think I have a tendency to buy games before I you know? Does, I think that you have to ask me. I, I, even though I've known you longer, I think even the listeners understand that they probably point. do. They probably do. Well, they so you have poor impulse control. Yeah, well, and you know. don't finish games. I make bad choices, okay. But <laughs> what I'm going to try and do is spin this into a nice silver lining. PlayStation has just brought in their big Black Friday sale for the year, um, you know. So I wanted to just kind of highlight some some things that I see in there that you know people might want to pay attention to, as well as highlight maybe a couple hidden gems <clears throat> that people would overlook otherwise. So um, Nick, I know you took a look at the sale. If you want to kind of maybe read off yours first, and then and then I'll go through mine. Just want to again, this is more just for for informing informing. Yep informing there it is everybody so yeah yeah go for it yeah so i have the first two are just two games that just came out in october uh gotham knights is at 40 percent off and so you can get that for 42 dollars that's really nice yep. and then uh, plague tale requiem that game of the year nominee which also just came out the same day as gotham knights a month ago is yeah. are down 20 percent to 48 bucks okay um so you know gotham knights you know didn't review too well but you know at 40 percent off it might be worth it it's if you got, got an opening in your gaming calendar. That's that's the key, I think. I think <laughs> this game is only going to drop probably pretty quickly. So mm -hmm. if you want to play this game now, I think that's a fantastic price. If you are playing Ragnarok, you're going to play Callisto Protocol, you're going to play Dead Space, you're going to play... like There's a lot of stuff coming out, and you can wait. I think you might see this game in the 25, 20, 20 range in a couple months, but... yeah. Yeah, and the, Again, pretty good sale for being only out a month. Yep, yep. And then I also saw Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which is down 58% to 29 bucks, which is a fantastic deal. Mm -hmm. uh, both me and John played that last year. We both platinumed it. Mm -hmm. It's a great game. Um, I don't know if it's worth the $70, but definitely at this price, I would, I would jump in. It's yeah. a great showcase yeah. of what the PlayStation 5 can do. Um, and then the next one I saw is the Hazelight Bundle. Mm. This is a way out, and it takes two for sixty-seven percent off for twenty bucks. Game of the year winner, it takes two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, last wow. year's game of the year winner. Wow. And if you don't know this, a, your friends play for free, so your friends can download the game. And if you bought a copy of the game, you can invite them to your game, and they can play for free. So you not, you both do not have to buy the game, which is actually how me and John played it thank yeah. you hazelite that's so nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and then i have finally just kenna bridge of spirits is at 50 percent off at 20 bucks this is kind of that game i just keep forgetting about yeah same <laughs> you're gonna pull the trigger <laughs> came, at came out last year exclusive to sony um 
I don't know. It's not going to dip much lower. I mean, it might get to 15 <laughs> sometime, but, but I think it also are, could be a streaming game. And there might yeah. be physical editions out there that I could get a used copy for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just somehow keeps being under my radar. Okay. So I might check that out. We'll nice. see. Okay. I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going um, on. but And then also, on top of that, I just wanted to note with PlayStation Plus Extra, any number of these games can be on there mm-hmm. <laughs> at any time. But... You would rank up in PlayStation Stars if you bought one. Oh, <laughs> get my fifty coins. Yeah, Sweet. so um, okay. Yeah, so that that there's the incentive there is you'll get some of that money back in coins. So okay. Um, what did you notice in this in this list? Anything good? Yeah. So uh, firstly, I just wanted to note that Last of Us Part One remakes on sale. I think for the first time. Uh, so it's about fifty bucks. If if you didn't want to spend the full seventy on it, just noting that it does have a sale. Um, twenty bucks off. Uh, and then I see Lego Star Wars uh, is on sale for 30. If you're into the Lego games, this has, uh, I believe, all nine movies uh, in Lego form. It's a pretty big package. I've always thought they were a little grindy, but wanted to at least note note that for people with kids or whoever. Um, my personal probably favorite game of PS5 as of now, not including Ragnarok because I still got to finish it, uh, Returnal is 30 bucks. So, you know, if you're a subscriber on the streaming service, you have it for free, or at least, I'm sorry, with the extra tier, you have it for free. Um, but if you do not, or whatever the case, this game is absolutely fantastic. If you like um, fast, frenetic, uh, very tight feeling, amazing controls, all the good stuff. I have nothing but nothing but good things to say about that game. Um, Sifu's 28 bucks. Um, you know, it's hand-to-hand combat kind of fighting game. It wasn't really much for me, I don't think, but it got a lot of high reviews last year. So um, that's originally 40. It's on sale for 28. And it was just nominated for best indie game. So yep, got a best indie <laughs> game uh, nominee. Uh, another best indie game nominee, Cult of the Lamb, uh, is on sale for 20 bucks. Originally 25. So you're not getting a big discount on that, but um, that is something that I've been had, having my eye on lately. And then just a couple big hitters here, um, just in terms of discounts. So Sackboy is actually, I think, at an all-time low uh, at 1979. Uh, launch title from um, uh, Sumo Digital, I believe, did it um, for Sony. But that's a pretty fun game if you're into platformers. Um, I played it with my son. He loved it. And honestly, I liked it too. It's one of those games that can kind of appeal to kids and adults. Um, so I do recommend that. Where's the Platinum? this game has one of those trophies Um, I think Titanfall 2 is probably another good example where there's like one trophy that just fucks people out of the platinum uh, where you just you have to do like these really hard time trials that are typically like 30 seconds where you have to like get from start to finish and it's individually it's not that bad but you have to do like 22 of them back to back to like the whole way through and it's just insanity me and a friend at work we've tried and failed and I don't know. I still really want to get it because I think there'd be nothing better than sending him an image of that platinum. <laughs> so, uh, you know, might, might, might get it one day. But um, And then other, just a couple other really cheap games. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order Deluxe Edition, which is a PS5 version, $7.50. Super cheap if you didn't play that and yep. have any interest. Get ready for the sequel next year. Yep. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Nick. Is twelve dollars and fifty cents. I did see that. Um, Psychonauts two, which got nominated for Game of the Year a couple years back, uh, is regular regular sixty bucks. That's on sale for twenty. So that that might be the one that I pick up because I played a little bit of it on Xbox and was 
full of great ideas, lots of humor, um, and was a was a pretty good time. And uh, and then lastly, I wanted to highlight one that's probably not going to be for everybody, but Nick and I both absolutely loved loved the first one. Nick played the second one and liked that as well. And um, that's the Danganronpa series, which for those who don't know is a Japanese visual novel where mm-hmm, you're kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. in this uh, battle royal st- style situation of a bunch of high schoolers locked in this unknown environment where um, basically. Uh, they have to try and kill each other for without getting into more details than that. But you get actually Danganronpa one and Danganronpa two in the. It's called the Danganronpa one two reload package. Um, I can only see the English price because I already own it, but it's only six ninety nine there. So I'm gonna guess it's probably like seven or eight bucks. If you like weird Japanese shit, highly recommend it. It's it's it really surprised me, and I think it surprised Nick yeah, too. Yeah, you just have to get through that first case because that first case has like such a great opening twist. Yes, that I I loved I fell in love with that series and that just reminds me that it has one of the best soundtracks in games it's us we have to feature one of those songs that'll probably be my song oh, that's next a week. good idea <laughs> some it might be my song next week and monokuma is a <laughs> great video game character he is yeah. he's is, he is kind of like the in charge he's like in charge but he's a uh, robotic bear mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. an evil robotic bear yeah um so yeah, I just wanted to kind of let people know that you know there's a big sale out there. Um, check it out yourself, but some some good big games, some good small games. So yeah, and there's going to be sales all over the place. So yes, I mean we saw the DualSense. Oh uh, yeah, out there for fifty bucks now. Yeah, so if you go to direct direct.playstation.com, all the colors are fifty bucks. So if you want one of the nice blue ones, purple ones, red ones, whatever the case, now's the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, just keep an eye out, and if you have any, if you've noticed anything, please email us or sure. or as long as Twitter's up, DM us uh, <laughs> that uh, you found it because yeah, we, you know, <laughs> we're interested. Yeah, especially John, he has yes. a problem. So if you want to enable him, <laughs> find buy some all videos. these games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, Psychonauts two. I'm looking at and the Cult of Lamb. I'm looking at too. Off topic here. Huh? Where do you store your games? Do you have a gaming shelf? So. I have like so. I have a I have a, a, a cabinet that I kind of keep them all in. You know, I I've I've bounced back and forth in my life where I was like I'm never selling games because I want to just have one day have like a massive wall of games. But then I'm like oh, this is stupid. Like I literally have like Guitar Hero Live and Rocksmith up. He's like this is this is dumb. So I I have a um I've really started to prune down my physical collection, notably my videos or my movies. I I had over 300 Blu-rays. Oh my god. And I decided just to just to try and get 4Ks and Criterion collections for the ones I actually like. And I'm trying to kind of do the same with 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 this. Is like if it's a game I truly love, like Ragnarok Returnal, I'm going to keep it and it'll stay in my collection. But if it's not something that I'm going to want to play in five to ten years, I, I try and get rid of it. So I can usually fit it in a little little cu- uh, cupboard underneath my TV. Okay. Yeah. I just I was just curious. Where where do all these games and movies go? <laughs> I mean, for somebody who loves physical games, I have a you know shocking amount of digital stuff just because every <laughs> indie game is usually bought digitally. Right. So most of it is is just right. there. But yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, I, I didn't think you had very much. Actually, I, I counted the other day. I think I have nine PS5 cases. And, oh, wow. And, and, and That's all. pretty high. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's, it's higher than I thought. But <laughs> it's, And then if you include like Cyberpunk, which is PS4 game into Upgrade, and Tales of Arise, which is another one of those, it's probably a little bit higher. But Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have issues. All right. Well, as long as you're spaced to fit more games. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Nick. One day I'll be a retired old man playing these games. All right, so let's move on to some another news item. Uh, the Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, is getting its PS5 version. It is coming December 14th. 
Uh, this is directly from CD Project Red. They say, enhanced with the power of next-gen consoles and modern PC hardware in mind, the upcom upcoming release of CD Projekt's Red award-winning role-playing game will feature dozens of visual, visual performance and technical enhan enhancements over the original. These include ray tracing support, faster loading times on consoles, as well as a variety of mods integrated into the experience, among many others. Along with new additional content inspired by the Witcher series from Netflix, these will be covered next week in a dedicated Redstream event on Twitch, where the studio will present gameplay from the next-gen version of the game. So, The Witcher 3 originally came out in 2015. That was a long time ago. The game's okay. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Game Awards, it was a Game of the Year winner that year. Beat Bloodborne. Yep. Bastard. Yep. So, yeah, it beat a lot of games. It beat Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, wow. Uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Uh, so that was, a, that, was, that was a really good year. Um, so needless to say, if you have not played this game, it is on sale all the time. I think I bought it again on PlayStation for like $11. Yeah. Um, and that is all, all of them will be upgraded. Uh this will be it. Your time to get in there. <laughs> uh, the, I guess the only advice I have is if you don't like the combat, just put it on easy. Yeah. And just and just play through the story because there's nothing there's nothing like the story they tell there and the things you'll see. So. so what's the percent chance you play this again? Because I, I know I've said it before, folks. This is probably <laughs> this is in your top five games of all time, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I was to really think about it, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm sure you'll at least boot it up, check it out. Because I played, I played through it twice now. I played through oh, it on wow. Xbox and PlayStation, so I don't know. And that's including the DLC. So um, does yeah. this include the DLC? It has to, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we'll see how slow December is. How where I'm at as far as games, but at the very least, I might check it out. Might, yeah. inst might install well. it and just see what go and go and load my save and just go. <laughs> Go ride around. Yeah, forget about forget about the sun and what what, uh, what time is it? <laughs> Two weeks later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, it is the platinum that I would want. I really want, but again, it, would, it requires me to play through the whole game on the hardest difficulty. So, Ew. so I don't think I'll be able to do that. So, yeah, there's probably ways to cheese it, but then at that point, are you really enjoying it? But uh, what about you, John? Are you are you in for? I'm for this? kind of in the same boat, I think, where it's like, I, I want to check it out. I, I don't know if it'll be something I, I see from stem to stern. I, I really liked it when I played it. It was one of those games, I think it took me three or four tries to like get into it, where it was almost so overwhelming, and there's so many damn question marks on that map that I got a little <laughs> overwhelmed. But once I kind of let go of that and uh -huh. just started... Not crit pathing it, but because obviously the side quests in this game are fantastic, but like just trying to move forward at a steady pace. Really enjoyed it, and even the combat itself, which is typically the one um, complaint that people have with it, uh, I, th I thought was pretty good when you started to use the, um, what are they, arts? Witcher arts? Or what do they mm -hmm. call them? It's like magic, the signs. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, because I would have to buy it again, though, too. I, I, don't, oh. I don't have a copy of it, so... But you know me, I got bad impulse control. So if I go to disc replay and see a copy for seven bucks, I'm gonna pick it up. But oh yeah, for you know. PS4, it's got to be really cheap. Yeah, super cheap. So I don't know. We'll see. But it's it's needless to say, it's been a long time coming. They've been talking about this for a while. So it's nice to see that CD Projekt Red has another project that we can put behind them, so they can focus on the 18. No, I'm sorry, folks. It's my wife. Yeah, the CG um, Project Red uh, Redemption Tour continues with. <laughs> yeah, you know they fixed Cyberpunk this year. 
and now we're getting next gen witcher um and then you know follow leading into uh, phantom liberty the expansion for cyberpunk next year cd project red they're they're winning everyone back trying to yeah trying to i mean they, they need to have they need to have a, a couple strong really strong launches that's all i'll say yeah they're gonna yeah. be under a microscope every game that comes out from I them. I think if that expansion hits and it hits as hard as the Witcher Three expansions did, I think I think they'll be back. And then it's broken, and then like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, it won't be no, broken. It, it won't. But um, Witcher Three just or not the Witcher Three Cyberpunk just got another patch just yeah. the other the other week ago, one point six one. So Ooh, it's getting better and better. So all right, Boom. that's all I have to say on that. Let's move on. A little early this time. Mm-hmm. It's that time, folks. <laughs> so yeah, we want to uh, do our. Uh, we're we're on to. I guess you could call it the Sweet Sixteen of the PlayStation franchise madness. So wanted to go through another uh, four matchups here. So that'll leave us uh, with just another week till we get down to the Elite Eight. But um, you ready to to pick out some games, Nick? Yeah, I'm assuming ready to this kill is... some babies, kill the you know, kill the ones that uh, we don't want to we don't want to play anymore. I'm done playing with you. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, this will get a little harder to think about than uh, the last one. Uh, well, no, this first one won't be. Okay. Uh, uh, God of War versus Spyro. I don't even have anything to say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with God of War on our minds and as good as it is, I don't well, see a little, if, pur- if, a little purple dragon if doing Brad much. If didn't come out, I mean, it might be close, <laughs> okay. but. Uh, yeah, it is God of War. Yes. Even if even if there wasn't a 2018 <laughs> version of God of War, I think God of War would win that. So, God of War moving on, no problemo. Next one might be a little tricky. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. particularly know what your affinity levels is with these two versus one another, but um, got a very very popular PS3 franchise from Sucker Punch, Infamous, mm-hmm. versus another uh, another big hitter from Sony, Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. Infamous versus Ratchet and Clank. So, you know, do you want to kill people with your superpowers or do you want to be a little Lombax? Oh, and, no, and, this and one use... actually is tough. Yeah. Yeah, let's kill some babies, dude. Because, well, Ratchet and Clank has more games. And a newer yeah. one, but yeah. Yeah. But Infamous is kind of superhero-y, which I know is <laughs> the easier thing. And open world and, you know. Yeah, cool. Second Light was okay. Um, or, uh, second Sun? First, second Sun, yeah. Second Sun. And what was it? First Light was the expansion? Yeah. Okay. Did you play them second song? No, I didn't do because you had to do two playthroughs, yeah. so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do it. Um, what is your choice? If it were me, uh, it'd probably be Ratchet and Clank, simply because I have such a, a such an affinity <laughs> for that series um, from my my childhood. Like when when those like even when the very first one came out, I think I got it pretty quickly and absolutely adored it. Uh, and played every single mainline game since. So uh, for me, it would probably be Ratchet and Clank. I like Infamous a lot. I've played the three main games: Platinum, Second Son, uh, Sucker Punch is a great studio. But uh, I, I, for me, it, Ratchet and Clank would edge it a little bit. I think. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think it's Ratchet and Clank. All right. Um, there we go. Yeah, Rift Apart was so good. Rift Apart was really good. Right, right, right. The whole rocket boot section alone was just... That was the number one draft pick in the Fantasy League last year. Very first game selected <laughs> by yours truly. All right. Now we got another pretty easy one, but, uh, you know, poor Devil May Cry. Poor Devil May Cry has to go up against The Last of Us. Yeah. 
It's not so. even a, not even a choice. I know. Poor devil. <laughs> Poor Dante. All right, Last of Us. Moving on. Setting up that uh, inevitable showdown. I think with uh, with Kratos. We'll see. All right, and then this is a kind of a weird one. Uh, got a show coming out for it. It's the weirdest probably show coming from PlayStation. <laughs> Twisted Metal versus uh, the first Sony mascot, Crash Bandicoot. So two old franchises that what? kind of had some newer things, but uh, it's pretty one-sided for me. Okay. What do what do you what are your thoughts? I could go either way. <laughs> I I really really liked Crash Bandicoot Warped when I was a kid. Uh, other than and Crash Team Racing too, honestly, but uh, you know, Twisted Metal Two was fun. Twisted Metal Three was fun, but both both of those franchises I don't have anywhere like a, a close thing for me. So. I think if you have strong feelings towards one, it's probably whatever that is. Yeah, Twisted Metal. Cool. <laughs> yeah. The one franchise I play and enjoy, the other franchise I play and I do not like, so. Really? You don't like Crash at all? No. Okay. To each their own. So there we go. So we got God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Last of Us, and Twisted Metal filling out the first uh, four spots of the Elite Eight, which that's, yeah, that's pretty strong PlayStation brands and branding <laughs> right there, so makes sense. <laughs> All right, yeah. and then so we got to, next week. We have got another another four matchups, and then we'll be on to. Um, we'll oh, make, it's our final four. Yeah, it'll be our final four. Bring it down to the final four. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, oh, this is we're almost there. Yeah, boy, that went by faster than I thought. But I guess it, we'll wait till. Yeah, the I mean, what can you really say about Crash Bandicoot? You know, oh, I just love Coco. Coco's so sexy. <laughs> Neo Cortex is oh. such a great villain. Like, there's not a yeah. lot you can say. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, I played the Crash Bandicoot that came out this year, and 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 bounced off of it on top of all that. So even even if I haven't played Twisted Metal in forever, yeah. Do you think are, they're, are they going to make a new game with the release of uh, the show? I think so. I think with the I think the rumors a- of Sony pushing to a live service. And just they have that whatever that destruction all stars team maybe. Well I, I, well, I think there was a report, and I'd have to go back and check that they were working on it and then got pulled off of it. Oh, okay. So, so maybe which, some, like, somebody else is making after it. destruction all stars and then getting pulled off a project. Like Sony, just don't work with these clowns. Like <laughs> you, you're better than that. But yeah, I think it's a perfect game for live service. You can make these cars look as zany and fucking crazy as you want. And uh, I just I, I wonder if that genre can live again. I I don't know. I really feel like we've like when's the last time a vehicle driven game has worked besides like Rocket League doesn't count like it's just right. it's like oh I think if they can we need like more than that now if you're telling if you if you could get and I didn't play Destruction All Stars so I, I think it kind of did have the classes the different characters that yeah. had different abilities but I, it's not the twisted metal brand but I think if you can do the class based and balance it well and they somehow all work Axel Spectre all the different mm-hmm. cars. If you can get them to work and be fair and fun to play as, I think it can work. Good choice with Twisted Metal. After you saying Axel Inspector, is like, oh yeah, that's good. That's some good. That's some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, those are some number one minion. Minion, dude. <laughs> some number one pick. So yeah, that's a good one. Uh, if you can, if you can get that to be balanced and fun, I think it can work. You know, but yeah, I I'm not a game designer, so I I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there we go. All right, so moving on to the games we've been playing. As I mentioned last week, I finished and platinumed A Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, as you we mentioned earlier, Game of the Year candidate, mm, mm-hmm. A Plague Tale Requiem. Good for that, man. Honestly, though, like <laughs> I, when that first game came out, it was very much a sleeper hit. 
and right. people were just kind of word of mouthing it into into popularity. And this one came out and and you know a lot more attention to it and getting mm-hmm. the recognition it deserves. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked. If, I mean, if Microsoft wasn't buying an entire publisher, I would be not surprised they wouldn't buy a Sobo because not only are they working on Microsoft Flight Simulator, yeah. but a Plague Tale Requiem is doing that third-person action game that yeah. Sony seems to have on lock and that Microsoft cannot well. make for cannot make a single one. Um, that this, this would have been a great to have in their cap. Yeah, um, it was weird. I mean, they did bring it to Game Pass, so this was a day and date release on Game Pass. But um, uh, yeah, the game the game is pretty excellent. It is one of the prettiest games I've ever played. As I mentioned last week with God of War Ragnarok, that I could I had to play in fidelity mode <laughs> God of War Ragnarok because I just got finished with this game and it was so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a great cast of characters, um, and there was something funny that I wanted to bring up is that this game has scenes where you play, where you have another companion with you, and then that's you can- That's not your brother? Yeah, that's not your brother. Okay. And that you can com- and then they bring a, an element of gameplay new to the table. So the, one of the guys is a knight, so he can go and he can fight anybody, whether they have armor on or nothing. You, but if he fights like multiple guys, he gets overwhelmed, but you can command him to fight. Okay. So it's kind of just, it just kind of introduces a new element. And I was like, oh, that'd be a great thing to bring to other games like The Last of Us, right? Like have a new party member that maybe yeah. has a different weapon or a yeah. different set of skills or can set traps in a certain way. Um, and then we played Ragnarok and then they did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, fam. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you know, in God of War Ragnarok, you know, you're you can have Brock or Sindri roll with you at certain moments, Atreus, and then they bring Freya. certain, yeah, they, they all bring certain different elements to the game. So I was like, oh fuck, like somebody else, you know, thought about this, but I, I do like it. I think if there was ever, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure we're far away from The Last of Us Part Three, but yeah. if they were to do that, it would be cool to mix it up with a companion character that you can integrate into your gameplay experience because um i mean you can direct ellie to do anything she was just there right you know or uh tess or any of the other side characters um so so yeah it's great the ending is okay it's not the strongest ending it does end in some of the most crazy like technical and visual things i've ever seen um, Let me guess, they involve rats. <laughs> yes, they involve okay. rats. Cool. <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil anything, but yes, it involves rats. Um, the ending covers a topic I wish they would have covered maybe throughout the whole series. Uh, but, That's um, intriguing. I don't want to ask more questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it, I'll leave it at Black that. Black Plague? But, uh, but yeah, as I mentioned, the Plague Tale Innocent is uh, essential. You should have gotten it at some point if you've been subscribed for... You know, yeah. a few years, and I do recommend playing that, or if not, just watching a video and getting into this because it's great, man. There's a part of the game where you're just given free reign on a whole island, and it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. There's all kinds of things going on, a bunch of unique interactions. Uh, it's just, and the performances, like I said, are great, and that's why you know Amicia, the actress that plays her, who I just read, and then now I am forgetting yeah. Charlotte McBurney. Uh, she's great. Um, Does she have a chance at all to win, or would it be <laughs> no. In, no? Okay. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. But but very, very great that she's nominated. Like I think. Well, then this game is nominated overall. I think that's putting a lot of eyes on a game, a franchise, and a studio that you know is kind of running under the radar. Yeah, it's, I wonder if they're almost like upset with themselves because I, I believe they've come out and said that this is 
the final Playtale game that they have planned. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like, ah, oh, shit, we should have tried for a trilogy because like now that game would sell a lot more. But um, not, I won't spoil too much. But there is room for more, room for okay. more. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been hearing that this how just the the thing I always hear about this game is how pretty it is. Um, is it on the same level as Ragnarok or like like because that's at this point Ragnarok's probably the prettiest game I've played. Right. Is it? Or is it just yeah the, yeah, yeah I would, apples and oranges? I think of. they're both on the same level. Um, man, it's really close. It is a very pretty game, but what God, God of War is doing so much more, uh, you know, with their environments and yeah, and what you can do and the puzzles is just there's a lot more going for it than a, a Plague Tale Requiem has. Obviously, the budgets are completely different, and yeah. you know, Asobo, uh, you know, I think it's only been three years since the last game, and. Quick. And they've been working on Microsoft Flight Simulator, and the pandemic happened. So, <laughs> they, yeah, buy them, Microsoft. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, they they continue to prove. And like I said, I bought this game day one. You know, obviously, I bought on store credit that I had. I didn't mm-hmm. risk too much of my own money. But, the only pre-order. <laughs> yeah, but uh, to pre-order it, enjoy the game, and like I said, I going the platinum, in which I mentioned before, you had to go and play through twice and. It was because of that meter that fills up after your combat encounters. I had probably this closest little sliver left to fill on the aggression one where I just had to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And then that was the part of the game where you go, like, I think three hours without a single combat encounter. Come on! Yeah, I was like, fuck! I hate that stuff. Oh! I hate it. And I was like, well, and I, was, I was pretty happy because I, like, I knew I was going to get it regardless. And so, and again, I enjoy playing the game, so it was fine to get through those. But it was still like, oh, my God. So close. Okay. I was so close. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on what the studio does next. So, obviously, we'll, we'll have Game of the Year discussions between you and I. And I'm assuming God of War is, is if not leading it, up there. <laughs> if God of War did not come out this year, do you think that this would be your Game of the Year so far? So, you're, uh, so we've, we haven't, we've just kind of discussed this off the year. But by Game of the Year, you mean game that came out this year that I played? Uh... I'll just say if that is the if yeah. that is the yes. Okay. Um, what have you played not the, the not this year that you really really dug? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That game's not good. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good, good enough. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this would I, this would beat out Horizon for me. Cool. So. Cool, um, man. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to maybe play that in seven years. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, <laughs> like, should I hold on to my physical copy for you, John? And I'm I, like, I don't think he's going to beat it anytime soon. <laughs> that's the, I mean, I'm going to leave that up to you. You know, being that you can probably get 35 for it now, um, mm-hmm. I would I would hate to be a financial bear, burden on you. But, you know, if you if you find yourself itching to take it back, take it back. But, um, you know, because, yeah, I, I would want to get through Innocence first. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, either way, I, I want to check them out. Um, but I can see this game, you know, again, if I had willpower and, you know, and things like that, it'll probably come to something in the next three years. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I maybe know. I can wait for that too. I don't know. Yeah. But then at that point, I'll be playing, I don't know, Bloodborne 2. Wishful <laughs> uh, thinking, but you'll be playing yeah. something. Yeah. All right. All right. And then the big boy. So, again, we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Um,. We are going to have spoilers in here for the story up until where John is. Oh. John is playing at a leisurely place. He is avoiding side quests, so we won't be talking about those. Avoiding is not the right word, Nick. But the game <laughs> is kind of divided up into sections. It's like a world 
Atreus section, world Atreus section. John is on the third world. Vanaheim mm-hmm. is the realm. Yes. So if you do not want to get spoiled from the beginning of the game until Vanaheim, and he didn't even finish it, so halfway through Vanaheim. <laughs> no, I mean, and I'll, yeah, the where I, I'm about 12 and a half hours in, but like Nick said, I'm I'm kind of crit pathing it. A good benchmark, I think, to kind of know about spoilers is I just fought a beast that protects the world tree is probably like the best way I can phrase that. And and I'll get into more detail here in a second, but if you have not fought a large beast protecting the world tree, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of right where I was last week when we talked about it. Okay. I had just done that. So, um, I don't know if you had a format for this, but I want to do definitely cover the story up until that part. No, I have no format. I have loose thoughts because that's how my brain works. Okay. I'm not very organized. <laughs> All right. So where we, where we left off is they went to look for Tyr. As we mentioned in the Mind Dungeon, you do find Tyr. Uh, what did you think of Tyr? He is, he is not a god of war in the typical sense by any means. No, those were some uh, expectations that were subverted. Like, you know, because only the, the shot you saw of Tyr in, but prior to playing the game, right, there was the moment you, like, kind of see him and he stands up and he towers over you as a giant. So you're like, oh, this guy's intimidating. Is he going to beat the shit out of me? And then you see a shot of, I think, him and Kratos, like, joining arms and, like, helping each other up. So you, like, kind of think that he's another badass. But he's not. He is timid. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want anything to do with this. He just kind of wants to be left alone again. And so I think it's 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 a very interesting way to kind of frame the character because the, he's he's a part of all these visions and all these prophecies that Atreus keeps running into and, and kind of, you know, obviously there's so much discussion about like changing your fate and things like that. Um, so, you know, is is Tyr going to turn himself around and, and regain some of that fire that led him to be the god of war? Or is he, yeah, is he going to kind of take a back seat and just maybe be more of a, a brains that could help them from afar type mm-hmm. character? But um, but I thought he was interesting. I thought he, you know, the voice actor uh, did a good job. He, um, you know, was was not what I was expecting. And so I was kind of, yeah, interested to see what where his character was taken. Yeah, I think the interesting part and probably the disappointing part to Atreus is that he is exactly like Kratos, is... They have both been God of War for a very long time, have seen their fill of war, and since just are done with it. Yeah. Like they just don't they don't want it. They've they've seen enough bloodshed. Uh, and it's kind of kind of a lot of themes with older people versus younger people. When you're younger you're definitely a lot more passionate about things. You're much you much more um, fervent and, you know, mm-hmm. and aggressive. And then the older people who kind of Though the world has worn them down, you don't have that same level of energy. Is kind of like, well, let's not take this as much. So, as you travel with Tyr through Alfheim, which is the next realm in the game, and which was in God of War 2018, this mm-hmm. is the realm of the light and the dark elves. Uh, you can see Treus getting <laughs> a little disappointed as him and Kratos kind of bond more than <laughs> right more than Atreus does with Tyr. So well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, Atreus. The whole reason for finding Tyr right is to, to for him to teach Atreus like you know how to be a giant and and getting to the prophecy that he seems to think is is guaranteed to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, it's just it's just bummer after bummer where he's he's kind of like you know. I, there's one line that Atreus asks where he's like kind of 
upset with himself and Kratos, I think, because, you know, in the previous game, they came to Alfheim and just assumed that the light elves were the ones who were right or, you know, in this conflict that they have. And when, you know, he, he kind of has this comment to tear or it might have just been to anybody where he goes, shit, did we pick the right side? And Tears goes, well, are you? I don't think you're asking the right question. He's like, who, who is the right side? And it's just kind of, yeah, it's more of an adult mm-hmm. way of looking at a situation where people, younger people jump to conclusions and kind of assume that they know best. And those people who have been around and seen it all and like kind of seen how, um, you know, different, different um, sides can react to things. It's, it, you know, you kind of got to caution yourself a little bit more. Yeah, because in the events of the first game, you freed the Light Temple from the Dark Elves. Including you, then they bring up his name. I'm man. I'm gonna butcher his name. Like the general of the dark elves who you oh, kill, I, mm. who says that you're you're doing it for the wrong side. And oh as, yeah, as you find out, <laughs> yeah, as you kind of find out that that's kind of the case. As you know, nobody likes you. The light elves are attacking you. Oh my god! And then god. eventually the dark elves are attacking you. So I got this. Svartel Jofer. Svartel Jofer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, and then uh, I think from a gameplay perspective, this is where they introduce the uh, the reflection mechanic, uh, where you can bounce the axe off of those like colored gems, and yeah. then they, for whatever reason, they infuse the axe with more power, and it can now cut through things. Yeah, I didn't like that. You don't like that? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I thought it was kind of eh. It was fine. <laughs> Did you? Oh, like it? Oh boy, John, I I have some bad news for you. I mean, it's fine. I don't hate it, but like. <laughs> When you're trying to figure out a puzzle and like literally the answer is just like, okay, does my ble- my beam turn blue or purple, <laughs> right? Because when you have the, the axe locked onto the target you need to, your, your line of, your aiming, think of a laser sight, it changes color. And so it's just like, all right, well, I got it, here it goes. And so it doesn't, you know, and it, it just kind of got frustrating. There were some points where I just, I was like, fine, spin it, go try it. Nope, all right, go back. Spin it, nope, try it. Nope, go back. All right, all right. and now I got it. So I don't know, a little, yeah. not my favorite part of the game. Sure, sure, sure. And well, like I said, you're, there's going to be some side quests in Alfheim that are having to even have more intricate ones of those. So, cool. so. It reminds me of like a, like a laser puzzle, you know, like a <laughs> portal or something like that where you have to bounce lasers to four different sides and then it gets to where it needs to go. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. They show Tyr another one. They find another one of those cabinets. See mm-hmm. another one of the prophecies. Tyr is not happy about seeing that prophecy um, because he doesn't want to do it. Well, that's a big prophecy, man, because that's the one that kind of shows Atreus and Kratos that there is a path through Ragnarok that doesn't involve the complete destruction of everything, right? It's, you know, Groa, I think, was the name of the god, person, whatever, that kind of had this prophecy and and didn't tell the entire truth. So they saw that there's a way to separate Asgard, which would, you know, effectively solve their Odin problem, solve their Thor problem. Um, so it's kind of, I, in my, I, you know, obviously I could be wrong, but it seems like it's kind of setting up, hey, this is our mission for the game. This is what we're trying to get towards. And Tyr, we need your help. And Tyr's like, fuck you. And he goes back to his, his room and he sulks. And uh, Yeah, well, basically Ragnarok it would just destroy Asgard. The other eight realms would be yes. fine. Yes. So, so yep. Yep, continue, continue on. So we got Sulking Atreus. Sulking Atreus, well, it's sulk, Sulking Tear. And so is this when it goes into our favorite part of the game so far? Yeah, this is what I <laughs> this is what I teased, the Guarma moment of uh. the game. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that, John, you knew, <laughs> you figured it out, and you felt the same way because, 
Atreus goes to lay on the bed and wakes up in Ironwood, which was mentioned in the prophecy. I forget what the specifics were. Well, in, in Jorgen, Jorgen Gander, Jormungandr, the big mm-hmm. snake, he, he that's the one word he says to Atreus. Oh, that's when right. When he goes and sees Atreus, and you know, it's like Ironwood. Ironwood, what does that mean? And so, yeah, so Atreus goes to sleep, and he has these visions, and it seems like initially, right, he's like in dreamland, as you would expect. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he wakes up, and he's in a crazy place with a person I don't know, and I'm like, okay, I'm still dreaming, obviously, right? Well, yeah, he's following a bunch of wolves. Right. So, yeah, I'm doing all these <laughs> weird things, and like, oh, I guess I get, you know, after doing it for, I don't know, 30 minutes, I was like, I guess I'm not. I guess this is where I'm at now. And so, yeah, you meet a character, Anger Boda. Yeah. who you can tell immediately provides the love interest for Atreus. <laughs> you know, uh, she's she's kind of got this responsibility where she is a part of this prophecy and she's been waiting a long, long time for Loki in this situation to show up so that she can basically hand off her piece of the fate of, or whatever, the prophecy to Atreus for him to take it from there. She's another giant. She's another giant, yes. Um and it's interesting. I think it's a good it's a good narrative piece of the puzzle. You know, I, I think it's it's all good to introduce new characters, and she has an interesting story. Um, but you just spend way too much time in this area. You yeah. are just riding this yak, which is cool because it's a cool yak. But like <laughs> you're, I don't know. It's literally just seems like you're on this slow roller coaster ride for like two hours where you're just getting a little bit of exposition <laughs> with a payoff that is a good payoff um, because eventually you kind of find out that Anger Boda has been guarding these little balls, right? And these little balls that have names of different giants on them. And what she tells Loki is that these balls contain the souls of the giants, the giants who basically were fleeing from Odin because Odin was going to kill them all because this would solve Ragnarok for him. Right. And so you kind of learn, okay, well, I can see where this is going. You know, Atreus is trusted with these things. And there's there's been this talk of, like, how he's the father of the world serpent. You know, he's the father of all these different animals. And, and what he does with one of these balls, because Anger Boda's like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with these, but I was told when you have them, you'll know what to do. <laughs> he's like, okay, I got this. And so he finds, like, a... I don't even know if the snake was dead. Uh, you're, you're, get, you're getting ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Fill me up. I don't remember. I, so I was probably just trying to get through yeah, this after doing so the Yeah, after doing the farming simulator uh, with Anger Boda of riding the yak and getting things, clearing out pests... Um, you see a wolf. The wolf is captured and dragged away. Huh. Anger Boda explains that her mother or grandmother, grandmother. Gre- Greta? Grela. Grela. sorry. Gryla is, is kidnapping the animals and stealing their souls so she can feel again. She, yeah, she can like experience what they experience. Yeah, experience what they experience. And so Treas accompanies Anger Boda into her house, and that's where they find a snake. With its soul removed. Right, right. They have that gray, glossy-eyed thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as John mentioned, using the little bag of balls with souls in it. This is very, yeah, this is very weird. Uh, he inserts a soul into the snake. The snake wakes up and slithers away. Uh, John, this is 100% the world serpent. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yep, Nick, you said that. Yeah, of course. Uh, How could it not be? You know, that's kind of one of the big questions that we've been trying to answer between the first and the second game is there's this obvious time-skippy weird thing going on. And so is Ironwood in present day? I don't know because Atreus didn't fucking leave anywhere. He just was in his bed. So it's like he went to this ethereal realm. So, like, does that have the same time uh, timeline that 
uh, that Atreus's world does or that Midgar does, and we don't know, but. I could see that becoming a thing, you know, if he has the ability to infuse souls with beings uh, it could solve a Fenrir problem, mm-hmm. it could solve a Kratos losing his, you know, having to get his soul taken out yeah, and come back into yeah. something problem, <laughs> you know, so that is obviously, obviously a major part of the story, it's just, oh, and also, before we get away from it, the Gryla fight was pretty dope, like, you're fighting, it, it felt like an old-style uh, God of War fight yeah. again where you're kind of fighting a, a very large much 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 larger than you creature um, and she's like she actually fits the giant description <laughs> yeah she's huge yeah she's at least I don't know 10 times taller than Kratos right so you're kind of doing this weird fight and the fight itself is I don't know it's not that great but it just provided a, a, a good feeling of variety again that I thought was lacking from the 2018 version yeah it, um, was, it, it was a God of War fight like you had to fight you had to like blow up her pot yep yeah, blow, yeah, blow up her pot no my pot <laughs> um, yep and then once you once you kill her um, or you don't kill her I'm sorry once you win the fight she just verbally abuses the shit out of anger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad honestly um, but uh, but yeah but you know and then yeah so this whole I get the point of this area. Uh, it just was too long. It was probably about two hours, two and a half hours. Again, the only thing that really moved the narrative forward was knowing these ball things. And I guess so they wanted well, to they wanted to get the love interest going. They wanted yeah. to do all that. Yeah. There was one thing we did miss is that um, Angerboda is the one that paints the murals. And on one of the rocks is the mural we saw in 2018 where Kratos is dead. Mm-hmm. And upon seeing that's this, a big thing that we missed, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then it shows Atreus being with his hand on Odin, Odin's Odin's hand on Atreus's shoulder, like he's embracing him. And this has caused you know Atreus to get emotional and turn into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is also where we unlock his basically Spartan rage ability. In which you know you click in the both left triggers with Kratos, you get all crazy, you get healing, and you click in the thumbsticks. Yeah, click in the thumbsticks. Yep. Uh, with Atreus, he turns into a wolf. It's pretty sweet. Um, it's not the greatest gameplay. I don't think Spartan Rage is the greatest gameplay. It's I don't either. Fun. I honestly never like using it. <laughs> I only like it because it heals you. Like yeah, I think that's, yep, exactly. That's the best. The best reason to use it, but uh, well, are you talking about that new, the second one that you get, like Valor, or like uh, well, just even the standard even one the standard heal, yeah. heals you. So right. Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, but I will say, this this section did provide me maybe my favorite moment. It's a quick moment, <laughs> but it might be my favorite moment of the game so far. Is the entire time I'm in this realm, because Kratos is such an imposing figure, and you're playing as a trace in this moment, you kind of feel like. Yeah, he's my dad. I need to not <laughs> piss him off. And so I'm like the entire time, I think we'd all, we all have that, that same feeling of like when you snuck out of the house at night and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope they don't know. Fuck, they might know right now though. And so like Atreus is getting ready to go back and he opens the portal and the fucking moment the portal opens up, <laughs> Kratos just walks through. It's like, what were you thinking? <laughs> it's like, it's uh, it was such a scary, like, ah, don't hurt me, dad moment. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed that. But um yeah, but yes, yeah. that that I was not happy to or not because, upset to leave there, especially because the the portal animations are pretty scripted. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, Atreus wakes up. He wakes up in their normal home, goes to go through the door. Yeah, and, and like I said, the animation plays out. You've done this a hundred. Yeah, times, you're not expecting it, but just to have a guy come through, <laughs> and of course he's he's not anyone. He's Kratos. It's just like, yeah, you really felt like a bad boy there, right? <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, you can't really experience it for long because 
a Valkyrie shows up, mm. and this cues a pretty fun fight, pretty reminiscent of our Valkyrie fights in 2018. Um, yeah. What did you have any thoughts on this fight other than? No, no. I, I thought this was the. I know you mentioned there's a 12 style Valkyries in this game. I thought that was the first of whatever that was going to be, but uh, no. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it felt like a felt like a Valkyrie fight, and with the reveal at the end being Freya, and yep. you know, and uh, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. And uh, I forget what Kratos says to her. You, this is more probably more fresher in your mind of how he convinces her not to kill him. I mean, I know they share the hatred for Odin. Um, but basically, he convinces her to join forces that he will help remove the curse that keeps her in Midgard. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I smoke too much, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and it's definitely not easy because the next section of the game is you travel to Vanaheim with Brock yeah. and um, Freya, and a lot of that, a lot of the side conversations as you're playing through the game, getting running into explodey plants, Ugh, uh, explodey plants. As them both coming to terms with a very similar past, you know, dead dead children. God manipulation, you know, God betrayals, um, as they kind of form, well, they're starting to form a bond. You can you can get the sense of it. Um, and Vanaheim is her is a Freya's home. Mm-hmm. It's a jungle realm. We have not been there yet. Similar to Svaltoheim. Uh It's it's a pretty cool area. Did you have any thoughts on? Um, no, I, I mean, it's, it's cool. I think what this game is doing pretty, like, a good job of that I didn't really take too much consideration when with the first one is it was a very small cast of characters in the first game. You know, you, you had Freya, you had uh, Balder, but you, you, every time you came across somebody, they were, like, by themselves, right? There's, whether it's Mimir on the top of the mountain, whether it's Jorgenmander being Big Snake in the lake. No, there wasn't collections of people really anywhere. So no. it was really cool when you kind of went into Fre- Freyer, Freyer's camp. Um, and just see this ragtag group of people who, you know, obviously, it, it reminded me a lot of Game of Thrones, like Beric Dondarrion, right? These, this group of, like, rebels that are trying to um, right a wrong or, you know, um, I don't know, fight fight the man, whatever the case, whatever they want to do. Um, and so I haven't really had a chance to talk to those people all that much. Yeah, you, well, yeah, you you accidentally run into this group and they are run by Freyr, yeah. who is Freya's brother. Yep. Um, and as John mentioned, they're a ragtag group. Um, there's a light and dark elf. Uh, there's a dwarf with a giant dog. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah, there's a sweet guy with a, one of, a crazy sword with a bunch of runes on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they seem to be a bunch of gorillas still fighting a war against Asgard. Um, and uh, once they realize that you're with Freya, they allow you to pass. Um, you kind of go even further. Uh, to try again to remove this curse, and I don't think there was anything revelationary. Again, I, they're healing. No, it was actually it was kind of cool because you know it's, Atreus wasn't with you at the time, so Kratos had some one-on-one time with Freya, and mm-hmm. they had a lot of back and forth. Of obviously, they have a very similar uh, past experience that was horrible for them, right? The losing their own their children, and 
Freya, you know, starts off the conversation like, you have no idea what it means to lose. And he's like, you're fucking right, I do. <laughs> he's like, I had a daughter, I killed her. What? <laughs> and so it was kind of cool to listen to Kratos talk about his past like that, you know, his past past, the Roman past that we, we all know. Um, and they got, you know, a little bit of, uh, I think, a little bit more understanding with one another during that um, that that scene. And then um, it kind of ends with probably thus far the coolest boss fight, I think, that I've experienced in the game. Which is what I, I mentioned a little bit earlier of the Nidhog or Nidhog, I believe, is the the pronunciation, Norse pronunciation, which is this snarling, big, dragony, snaky, crazy, lizardy-looking beast that protects the world tree. Um, you know that you have to go through this big fight with, where he's like opening up portals and like trying to stab you around the the, uh, <laughs> the arena, and. Um, you know, it, and again, uh, gameplay-wise, I don't think it did anything revolutionary. But it, again, it felt like the big, the big God of War fight that that really, you know, if like Uncharted is defined by its set pieces, which I really think it is, like God of War was defined by its boss fights, and so that is what was missing with 2018. And I'm so happy that it seems like they're fixing it. Um, mm. Hopefully, there's a couple more of those, you know, throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. You did fight that mini boss. Yeah, it was like Odin. The, the scythe guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his name. He was fine. He was just like a humanoid creature. Yeah, yeah, but he was still layout again and continuing the trend of cool mini bosses. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. Nidhogg being this crazy, like, fight. He's teleporting everywhere. Frey is helping you yeah. in this battle. Um, and you just barely come out with the skin of your teeth. But, and of course, you brutally murder this thing at the same yeah. time. You, like, oh, rip it. Oh, she closes the portal on it. That's yeah, how, dude. That's, that's yeah, dude. On his head. So, yeah, lops his head off. It was off. very much like, uh, what was it, Thor Ragnarok, right? With the with the very beginning when that dragon's chasing Thor. Yeah. And, like, the Bifrost cuts its head off. <laughs> yeah. It was like that step opposite where you saw the, the carcass, not the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but still pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the, again, I think this, as I mentioned with Gorma, I think this section kind of really starts picking up the, the, the actual momentum of the story. And I, I don't know where you left off. It was like right there, like like I, I beat that fight and then I decided I was ready to go to bed. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. then we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is kind of where the story's really gonna start picking up. Uh, more characters are getting introduced, as you mentioned, Freyer and these other characters in the the God of War universe is starting to feel a little bigger and not so isolated as it has in the past. You yeah. got Anger Boda, you got Greya. Gryla. Gryla. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> you know, you're getting, and then more and more pieces are getting on the table that it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know, I really don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot to be said here and just so much, yeah. you know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's fucking great, man. I guess, like I said, I, I, you know, is it going to be Elden Ring? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but one, one small thing that I've kind of started to notice or that I've like really uh, focused on with the gameplay side of things is I, I really enjoy, I'm a sucker for incremental like upgrades, I guess. Like that's one of the reasons I like Ratchet and Clank so much. Uh, you know, if you use a weapon, the weapon upgrades itself. Mm -hmm. And this game has a really fun system, in my opinion, where every single skill that you can, well, not every skill, but a majority of the skills you can unlock it has a counter for every time you use them. And if you use them enough, it's going to unlock into the gold tier. And once you get there, it gives you three different choices to, uh, to buff that ability, whether it's damage, um, stun. elemental, stun, or momentum. I, you know, it depends on the, the move. But I think that's really cool because it allows you to fight differently and, um, you know, uh, do that kind of stuff. So Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's a, reason to, <laughs> a reason to try more and more. So... Um, yeah, so we'll leave it there because God of War Ragnarok will keep coming up. In fact, I mean, with the holiday, Thanksgiving next week here in the States, 
it might be all God of War Ragnarok next week because there's going to be a slow news week. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> we have families to deal with. So, you know, so. so it might be a quick God of War special again, no format. Um, but uh, yeah, because I don't, I don't th- if, unless you got something else you want to tease here. No. Okay. <laughs> but hopefully, yeah, John, if John can get more and more God of War, man, there's so much mm-hmm. I want to talk about. And if John can just play a few more hours. We have a big part to talk about. You hear that, Kylie? Do you hear that? (laughs) Yes, let John play his game. So, all right. Well, that's six things. Boom. John, what song are we leaving them on? A classic, Nick. A bona fide video game classic. Okay. Still Alive from Portal. The ending credit song that everybody loved when it came out, caught the internet on a storm. Yeah. So, it's a a little bop. It's a a good one. It plays at the end of the original Portal, right? Yes. Yes. Glado sings it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. So... We'll leave you on that. Again, stay warm during Fimble Winter. Play God of War Ragnarok. And again, if you have any questions about the game, that don't spoil it for us. Um, you know, we'll, we'll happily answer them. But uh, yeah, and expect more God of War Ragnarok for the rest of the year. Boom. So, Peace. all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see ya. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here, huge success It's hard to overstate my satisfaction Aperture science We do what we must, because we can For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of cake And the science gets done and you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive Black Mesa That was a joke